So do you want to do um, like do you wanna cast do recordings? I would love to talk about cast recordings, Katie. Okay. Let's talk about cast recording. I love a cast recording. <laughs> um, hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Shared Sold Baird. I'm Katie. I'm Joe. And let's talk about cash recordings. But first of all, please give us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, Give us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast Store. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on the pod. So go do that now. Super fun, super easy. What's going on, Jill? How are you? I'm exhausted. Don't know why, but I am. I haven't been at work since Wednesday and I don't work for the whole next week, but I'm tired. Oh my God. Look, I'm exhausted too. That fiscal year in madness. I think I'm tired because I'm not used to like work where I have to stand on my feet for eight hours a day and have that much social interaction. Oh my God. That was my life for five years. I think that's what it is. So that was but my I life. Do, I am having fun at my job. Like it's not bad. So. I think like, I think that'd be fun. I think what you do sounds fun. I'm having a fun time. I've made a couple like network connections, so. Exciting. Yeah. But let's talk about cash recordings. Okay. You want to start? What's your favorite cash recording? My favorite cast recording. I'm glad you asked. My favorite cast. <laughs> my favorite cast recording is the Catch Me If You Can 2011 original Broadway cast recording. It makes me the happiest woman ever. My second favorite that is low key tied is the Company. <laughs> um, let's talk about Catch Me Catch Me If You Can. Let's discuss Catch Me If You Can. That's what I was about that to say. That cash recording. Can we talk about, Let's like, how much it. I love Norbert Leo Butts on that cash recording? Yes. His Same. performance on that cash recording is phenomenal. You know what my favorite part of the cast recording is? Him going, dun, 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 dun. Just <laughs> any of his scatting. Any of his scats. Because Norbert Leo Butts and Aaron Tveit were like, we're going to scat so hard in this musical, and it's going to be amazing. And they did it, and I loved it. <laughs> but do you know what my favorite song is in Catch Me If You Can? Doctor's Orders. That's my favorite scene in Catch Me If You Can. My favorite song is Jet Set. Cause the Jet Set is the only way to go. I love Jet Set. That's like, I don't know what it just brings me so much joy. I, I literally stole a quote from it from my grad cap. I love, I love that cast recording. It's so good and it's so crisp and it's just it like- It sounds phenomenal. sounds so good. And like, you can't go wrong with the people in it. Like Aaron Tveit, Carrie Butler, Tom Wopat. Wopat? 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 Okay. That's how I thought you said it. And then I was second guessing myself. Nor really a but. It's like- The song on. that he and, the song that Aaron Tveit and Tom Wopat sing, the, um, the- Butter Out of Cream? Yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. Butter Out of Cream? I like that song. Yeah. Honestly- I love Scott, Scott, Scott Whitman and Mark Shaman, they popped off on that cast album. On it's their... so funny because the story, the story behind that song is one of my favorite things because if you've seen the Catch Me If You Can um, movie and if you read the book, he references the story in the book as well. Um, but in the movie, it's like this huge, it's not really a huge scene, but it's a very like pivotal scene for like Frank Jr. And it's like his dad telling him the story about like, you know, two mice and you know you always have to like be the smarter like work smarter not harder kind of a thing and 
Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, they talk about it, they've talked about it multiple times and it's like one of my favorite stories. So they were like, we were watching the movie one day and the second he started telling the story, I heard the song in my head. Like they were like, I knew that that had, that was the song that started the musical. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Like out of all the scenes in Catch Me If You Can, that was the one that was like, that's the one, that's the reason we need to turn this into a musical was for that song. Like, I love that. And then they were like, and then we just imagined like sexy stewardesses and like, <laughs> that's, and I'm like, no, literally though. Like, yes. They film parts Mark of that. They film parts of that at like the airport at my house, which is cool. Oh, for the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, they like, you know what that song, is that the song where you just hear someone go, start to percolate? Or what song is that? Because I remember not knowing what the word percolate well, now meant. Now I'm going to, hold on, I'm going to. I remember on, not knowing on. what the word percolate meant. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, coffee. I feel I'm like that the- song is in there. And anyway, that's a part that I always think about. Whenever I hear the word percolate, I think about catching if you can because of something in that. And I don't, it's very like. I think it is. Hold on. Like. Yes. Okay. He marched to the south and he stomped to the north. He had to race against fate. He did the cucaracha. All those tears pulled forth. And seen your things began to percolate. <laughs> that part. <laughs> and I was like, "What does that word mean?" Because I came out in what 2011. That show. Yeah. So I was like, 15. 16. The journey of that show is like crazy though, because it was written in like 2007, 2008, and they premiered Jet Set. That was the first song that anyone ever heard from this musical, and they premiered it at Broadway Bears in 2008. Hmm. And Broadway Bears was like called, hold on, I have the t shirt from it. I think it's called like Takeoff or something like that. And so it was like based around Jet Set. And then 2000. 2009 was when the pre-Broadway run happened in Denver and then it didn't oh, it was hit in Denver Broadway. yeah and then it didn't hit Broadway till 2011 yeah that makes sense timing wise yeah. that makes sense right and so I thought it was really interesting because literally Aaron Tveit was doing Next Normal and Hairspray Hairspray hello Next Normal and Catch Me If You Can like on top of each other basically I was looking at his Wikipedia page for some reason the other day yeah and that boy literally was like wicked next normal wicked next normal he just like what he had like two weeks off between yeah I was looking and I was like that boy did not stop working do you know something really funny though when he was in hairspray so after he left hairspray he was doing um like a I don't know if it was right after Hairspray or after he was in Wicked but he did he was doing like summer stock or something or like some regional thing I think it was when he was doing like Calvin Burger or something in, um in Pittsfield but he said something in an Instagram live I can't or an Instagram live or something like that or like a zoom or something like that and he was talking about how he was in the middle of doing a regional show and he got a call from like his then girlfriend who was in hairspray and she was like I think you're gonna get a call from like the team and he was like okay and like an hour later they called him and were like we need you to come and be in the show for like tonight 
he hadn't done hairspray in like two years at this point. Like he was out of hairspray for like two years at that point. I like and so he went back like into that. the city. So he went back into the city and he was like, I did it. It was incredible. Like he was like, I didn't miss a beat. I was impressed with myself. Like he was like, I was so proud of it. And then he said, and then they had to have me come back the next day to do another show because the person was still like the people were still sick and or like the links were like still sick or whatever and so he was like so they had me come in the next night and it was a disaster <laughs> it was like it was like everything from the night before didn't matter anymore he was like all of it just like went to shit and it was garbage <laughs> oh my god I love you stories like that sure. I love it I because there was that one performance of like if then where Jen Colella had to go on as Liz yeah Liz slash Beth and it was yeah. like she was completely abandoned, had to like just say, mm, I guess you're going on in this role yeah. and I have to go on as the lead. And I was like, that's such a weird thing. And I've also heard it's stories crazy. of, of like, um, somebody who was like in, in some other show had to go and be like, you did Lion King 10 years ago, didn't you? Go be in that. Right. Or, or like when Desi Oakley got like a call and she just had to fly to London to do Waitress. Like the I next thought about day, that. That was last year. I that was like January that. of last year. It was. Oh my God. Like things like that. I'm like, I love it. I love, love stories it. like that. And it's like, like, I guess I need to get my passport and I need to fly across the sea. It's so funny though, because like whenever you think about it, it's like genuinely, it is like a muscle memory thing because like I can still, like if you play a song that like I had a dance routine to, I can still do most of the dance. Like I can still like, and it was, a, if it was a dance from like 10 years ago, I can still do it. It's crazy. And so like, but like thinking about it on that scale is insane to me. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, no, that makes sense. Doing it at least once, like it, even just once, I feel like once would be perfect. But like Aaron was like, the second time was like garbage. Like I could see that being the case because that would make sense to me. But I just think that's so funny. <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but that story made me laugh so hard. Okay, so I have, I have his Wikipedia page put up. So oh he was in Next to Normal, mm -hmm. January 16th through March 16th at yeah. second stage of 2008. Yeah. And then, and I said March, yeah. And then he did May 10th through June 22nd, he did Saved at Playwrights Horizons. Which, if you haven't seen it, the bootleg is on YouTube, and it's really funny, and I highly suggest watching it for a laugh. So <laughs> two days later, two days yeah. later, two days, yeah, he went into Wicked on yep. Broadway, yep. June twenty fourth through November 9th, two thousand eight. He was in rehearsals for Wicked while he was doing Saved. Yeah. So yeah. November 9th, two thousand eight. November twenty first, two thousand eight down to Washington DC to do next to normal at yep. arena stage again through January 18th 2009 January 20th two days later yep. <laughs> back to Broadway to do Wicked through yep. March 9th 2009 March 27th 2009 back to like back to next normal but this time on broadway that man just went boom 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 he stayed when i like anytime anyone questions why i think he's one of the most talented men on the planet that is why he's yeah. 
a like he's a unicorn he is so hard working and people don't think he is but he genuinely is like people are like no he's just talented like he just is that good and he's just like is that perfect I'm like no he works harder than most people realize <laughs> and like I think it was Robin Herter said something about it too like a lot of people in Moulin Rouge have like talked about this because a lot of people just think oh it's just you know he's just like this perfect tenor but like she and a couple other people are like y'all don't understand this man is one of the most hard-working people on Broadway like he works for what he gets like he does not he's never handed anything he had to audition for Catch Me If You Can for three years before he got it he didn't even get the initial callback for it oof like they were fun fact they were gonna have Gavin Creel be Frank what was Gavin Creel doing? Why he was he do one that? of the people auditioning. He was like one of the big names auditioning. So what did he do instead? I don't Here. remember. Because I don't know when that audition was. So I don't know if that well, was like Fifth Avenue Theater, Fifth Avenue Theater, Catch Me If You Can was July to August 2009. And that matches up with like hair-ish. Then that was probably what it was. I think. Hair was 2009, 2011. One of the two. Aaron said that the auditions for Catch Me started in 2008. Okay, so it was 2009 because it was that 2009 Tony Awards that everything went to shit. Um, my favorite thing because you because you see ha- the hair cast recording in there where, while they're singing uh, at the beginning, and you just hear people like trilling in the background. You're just like, what happened here? Yeah, we could spend a whole episode just talking about the 2009 like- Tonys. I feel like we should do an episode talking about like every Tony something that we've hated. <laughs> 2009 gets its own episode. 2009 gets its own episode. Oh, and that also had... discussing why it's the worst idea to have James Corden have hosted it like twice. I don't like... think James Corden hosting it twice. He has a Tony Award. He won a Tony Award in 2012. I don't care. For a play. I don't care. He's been in like every single movie. Somebody... <laughs> I don't care. That's somebody, why I hate him. Somebody for the somebody for the Dear Van Hansen trailer goes, but at least James Corden isn't in this one. <laughs> I was like talking to my friend the other day and I was like, I'm excited for Dear Van Hansen. I'm going to watch it. Like, I was like, I'm actually really into it. Like, I'm really excited to see it. I was like, I'm not a super big Dear Van Hansen fan. I'm very excited to see it. And she was like, is it because James Corden isn't in it? <laughs> He's like, not exactly. in any of the ones that are coming out this year. He is, 2021 just keeps blessing us. <laughs> 2009 Tony Awards gets its own episode. Absolutely. Can we discuss the video from the 2009 Tony's backstage? <laughs> Where they're all dancing and then you like see like Dolly Parton, Megan Hilty, the um, guy who played Donkey, Aaron Tveit, <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> just like the most yeah, chaotic well, video during during that episode it can be the next episode we'll talk about the 2009 tonys <laughs> that video gives me so much serotonin um okay so i want to talk about okay the cash recording i want to talk about yeah 2011 okay godspell i am not a godspell person so I neither am i but i swear to god i swear to god that cast album that that revival existed just so we could have that cast album because it? it's Lindsay Mendez, um, okay. Hunter Parrish, Uzo Aduba, I think George Salazar, Telly Leung, 
um i already said hunter parish literally everybody's in in that that's insane uh anna maria perez um i love her it's everybody my favorite scene in camp rock my favorite scene in camp rock (laughs) is the nail polish shit that makes me laugh so hard every time i don't know what it is about that woman but i adore her i haven't seen camp rock in probably 10 years but no that if you listen to Lindsay mendez sing bless the lord my soul it is yeah you will get all of the serotonin i'm not i promise you i and then there's morgan james i think is her name she sings um turn back oh man my god it is a like just we got that revival just so that we could have those vocals on a cast recording singing steven schwartz music it is i phenomenal do you know what i think is an underrated song Hmm. that i forget is from godspell Hmm. (laughs) is beautiful city yes I love that song and I literally forget that it's in Godspell because the only time I listen to it is like when other people cover it but like I love that song yeah it's so good and also can we discuss how Telly Long is like so underrated and he's been in everything you know what's funny today I was um I was for some reason thinking about Justin Guarini yeah um I couldn't tell you why. I think it's because I saw like Kelly Clarkson. I was like, who did she win against again? And I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, Justin something. So, and I was like, went to my dad and I, I was like, the guy from the Dr. Pepper, Pepper commercials. Really? <laughs> I was trying to like explain to my dad or my mom. And I was like, you know, the guy from the, just, the Dr. Pepper commercials. I didn't, that's funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> he goes, it's a sweet fun. Yeah. I didn't know that was him. That's oh, so funny. It's so him. I know. I, well, I never watched him. I saw I, it. I was never an American Idol. Person. Neither was I. I watched one season. I think I watched the Jordan Sparks season. She didn't even Love win. Her. No. Yes, she Love did. Her. She didn't win. I wanted Taylor Hicks to win, uh, but mm, glad Jordan Sparks did. I love uh, Jordan because Sparks her Nina and so in the Heights. Oh, amazing. So good. Um, but no. What I'm saying is the Godspell cast recording. It is. So so good it because it's like all good all good gifts the song all good gifts telly leung phenomenal light of the world i think is george salazar amazing george Um, salazar has such a good voice he does um but yeah when i tell you it's funny if you go onto the godspell um wikipedia page yeah it's like tower of babel cast like who sings what song and it'll say um so this one says save the people jesus and cast the next one day by day anna maria and cast okay so are we going by names or are we going by actually jesus performing (laughs) this song like no it's hunter parish who i adore i saw him as claude jesus yeah and then um corbin blue replaced him and I'm pretty sure they perf- like that cast performed at the Tonys in like 2012. That sounds right. I want to say Corbin Blue. God, I want to see him in a show. I want him. We to- were supposed to. We were. We were supposed to see him and catch him if you can. I will never not be mad about that, Katie. I'm sure he'll do something else another time. But I want to. 
now that it's been presented to me that I was gonna see him in Catch Me If You Can, now I want to see him in Catch Me If You Can so bad. I hope they like do it at some point in the future. Because not only do I just like want to see Catch Me If You Can in, like live and then like in person because I never have, but like and it's like one of my favorite shows. But like I want to see Corbin Blue in anything, so I just feel like that's like perfect. I saw him as seaweed in Hairspray at the Hollywood Bowl. And I also saw him as Sky in Mamma Mia at the Hollywood Bowl. So I've seen him in a couple things. I just almost He's started so crying good. thinking about seeing him as seaweed. I just almost started weeping. No, when I tell you that that, like, two, it was 2011, the um, 2011 Hairspray Hollywood Bowl cast, phenomenal. Because it was right. Marissa Oker, Harvey Firestein as Tracy and Edna. Amazing. It was Drew Carey as Wilbur. Interesting. Was Diana? I don't know how I feel about Drew Carey. I like him. I think he was also Amos in Chicago at the Hollywood. Like, I don't have anything good. Like, there's nothing bad about him. But I'm also like, do I like him? (laughs) I, 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 he's fine. Yeah, like I got no beef with him, but I'm also like, I don't really have an opinion, I guess. Um, and then Diana DeGarmo was Penny. Love. Um, Penny's one of my dream roles. John Stamos was corny that's amazing um Nick James Jonas. Marsden is the best corny ever but oh for sure James Marsden love of my life James Marsden is like weirdly me and my sisters all have a thing for him because of like oh, yeah. hairspray and 27 dresses hairspray 27 dresses enchanted um enchanted yeah all of those things he was like he really popped off in like 2005 to 2009 and now I'm just like okay but have you seen the movie The Loft no highly recommend it's it's actually pretty good like it's a lot of people don't like it I think it's really good um but it's very like sexy and very like it's a thriller it's very sexy there's like murder um but it's not like scary um but it has James Marsden um Eric Stone Street uh and a few other people that it's it's like really interesting but James Marsden's really hot in it so highly recommend (laughs) for James Marsden fans the law also, Walk of Shame with Elizabeth Banks. That's a really funny movie with James Marston, too. Or Hop. Or Hop. I <laughs> love Never that movie. It. Never seen it. My mom took me and my sister to see it in theaters and it came out. And I have it on DVD because there's something that is so perfectly camp about that movie that I had to own it. <laughs> um, I'm very excited for this Disenchanted. I'm uh, so excited for Disenchanted. Disenchanted. Oh, my God. Uh, Maya Rudolph? Are you kidding? I'm so excited for it. The fact that they're all coming back, it's like Patrick Dempsey and Amy Adams and Adina and James Marsden. Like, those are the four that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, But not, who was, who was the witch in that one? Was it Susan Sarandon? Who? Susan Sarandon. Was it Susan Sarandon? I think it was Susan Sarandon who played the witch. Let me see. Yeah, Susan Sarandon. Why did I never put that together? (laughs) I want to know why that's not on Disney Plus. Disney, Disney Plus, Disney, Disney, please, um, put it on Disney Plus. You're gonna put Disenchanted on Disney Plus. So put Enchanted on Disney. That's probably what they're waiting for. They're gonna put it on right before. Um, but okay. Speaking of James Martin, let's talk about the Hairspray like movie cast recording soundtrack for movies it's soundtrack let me freaking tell you katie i listen to it daily 
<laughs> it is on like all of. Well, we know like, you have a thing everything. for John Travolta. What? Well, we know you have a thing for John Travolta. I have a huge thing for Zac Efron. I oh would die for Zac Efron. I here's the thing. So like, I'm so picky about Link. Link is like one of my favorite musical theater men, and I he has to be cast correctly, or I won't like the entire production. Like, I'm like so picky about Link, and and Amber too, because like. Amber is one of my absolute dream roles, has been since I was a child. Like, you have to cast Amber correctly. So, and I will say this, as much as I love Ariana Grande, my queen of queens, I think Dove Cameron should have been Penny in Hairspray Life, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, imagine, imagine how that would have been. No, I like Dove Cameron as um, I Amber. I loved her as I Amber because like her and Chris Grande as Penny though. Well, here's the thing, though, is I loved her as Amber solely because her and Kristen Chenoweth as yeah. a mother-daughter is my favorite thing that ever happened in yeah. anything. And they the fact that it's happened twice now, forever. the fact that it's happened twice now is perfect to me. Um, so anyways, so I didn't like Hairspray Live. And I like to say that it's because of all the technical issues. And it just, like, made me mad because, like, I kept having to turn my TV up all the way to be able to hear anything on it and then mute it during commercials. Otherwise, I'd be, like, having them scream at me. Um, I like to say that that's the reason. But the true reason is, is I feel like they didn't make Garrett Clayton big enough as Link. I feel like he just, like, wasn't it. And I love Garrett Clayton. So, like, I wanted it so badly to work. And it just didn't that fell through for me and I didn't like that and but but <laughs> freaking Derek Hoff as Corny Collins made me feel something I loved Derek Hoff as Corny Collins but again Garrett Clayton was not link for me and I didn't like Hairspray Live and I think that that's genuinely the reason why I didn't like it Okay. I watched it once, said, okay. And then I watched it while it was airing. And then that was enough for me. I haven't watched it since. I feel like I should at some point rewatch it, but I don't think I need to. <laughs> but... I like that. Who was, um, didn't they make, who was Mr. Pinky in that? Who was Wilbur in that? Wilbur was Martin Short. Okay. Perfect. That's great. And I remember being really excited about it and then watching it, I didn't like it. I love Martin Short. I adore Martin Short. I think he's so amazing, but like there was something about it that just fell through for me. I don't know what I don't know what it was. Um I feel like he would have made a really good Mr. Pinky. Sean Hayes was Mr. Pinky. I love I that. Love Sean Hayes. I love that Andrea Martin was prudy. Yeah. Love that. I forgot about that. I'm on the um <laughs> on the Wikipedia page for it. But Hairspray the movie. Jennifer Hudson is Motormouth Mabel? Yes, and it was amazing. She was the best part I, of it. I I saw it once and it's completely left my head. She's the best part of Hairspray Live. Like she was amazing. The Hairspray movie was such a huge part of my childhood. Oh, absolutely. That I have like I have this like insane connection to it and a lot of people hate it and I don't I get it. I literally have a poster right here. I don't get why people don't like it. There are some weird change. There's some weird changes from the stage to the musical. 
You know what my or favorite from the movies? What? Ladies' Choice. Mm, I do love Ladies' Choice. I wish Ladies' Choice was in the stage musical. I think Ladies' Choice is one of the best songs. I love that song. And maybe it's just because Zac Efron kills it every time I watch it. Well, but... In the movie, or in the stage show, Link's song is It Takes Two. And, mm-hmm. it, and then they're doing the Madison. Yeah. During the, yeah. In the movie, they're doing, they, they still have It Takes Two, kind of it's on a TV that that Penny, that Tracy like is watching. I love It Takes Two, so that kind of broke my heart. I'm okay with it if we're going to get Ladies' Choice instead. That's fair. That's very fair. I was but okay. I do love It Takes Two. It Takes Two is like, love it. Um, but it just, I, I, oh God, the way, oh, the way that made me adore Zac Efron. Like, like I already, I already loved Zac Efron because, like, I already loved him, but then, like, Hairspray, I don't know what it was, but, like, he was beautiful, and his voice was fantastic, and he, he just was, killed it. Like, he is such a good link. He, he is, and the thing is, like, it That's happened cool. at, like, the right, I truly think that that movie put together the best of the best. Like, you could not cast a better version of that movie. Absolutely agree with that. Because you had, at the time, the best um, Tracy. She was amazing. I love Nikki Blonsky. Yeah. I think that- But I don't like Tracy. (laughs) I think casting John Travolta as Edna was a fantastic choice. Because we knew he could sing. I'm going to have to wholeheartedly agree with you on that, Katie. I feel like people- I feel like people- got like weirded out by him in drag but like it worked I thought Christopher Walken as amazing yes I would say if there was a weak link in the cast it may have been him but even then like it truly felt like he and Edna loved each other they had such good chemistry like him and John Travolta had amazing chemistry yes not as good I will say though not as good as Keegan Michael Key and Meryl Streep's chemistry but that's a whole nother discussion (laughs) because that nothing will ever touch that chemistry like if you know what I'm talking if you've watched the prom movie yeah, Keegan-Michael Key and Meryl Streep had fantastic chemistry. They were, like, I was low-key when I watched it. I was like, are they, like, having an affair? <laughs> like, I was fully, like, are they, like, low-key just, like, behind the scenes having an affair? <laughs> it's, like, something about this. Now I, I just want to re-watch the prom just to watch them. <laughs> that, that, um, so who else was in this? Oh, my gosh, I pressed the wrong button. Queen Latifah as Motormouth Mabel. I was about to say, you're forgetting Queen freaking Latifah. I would never forget Queen Latifah. You know who else you're forgetting? Britney Snow. <gasps> Britney Snow as Amber, fantastic. Uh, that's what made me love Amber so much, was Britney Snow as Amber. Because, like, I had heard the Hairspray, like, Broadway cast recording before I saw the movie. And as we all know, I'm not the biggest Laura Bell Bundy fan. But then I saw Britney Snow as Amber, and I said, that's my role. Mm-hmm. That is my absolute dream role. And it's still to this day is like one of my top dream roles. Yeah. Also, Alice and Janney as Pretty Pinkleton. Amazing. So good, so good, so good. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. The thing is, we knew all of these people like could sing because they had done like musical yeah. things before. Yeah. Because we have Grease, Grease 2, High School Musical, Queen Latifah. It was obviously you know an award-winning Queen Latifah hello I, mean, I don't know if she actually has awards but she's she's Queen Latifah she's amazing um Zach Efron we we yeah, High School Musical 
James Marsden, I don't know if we knew he could sing, but like he had done, like he, since he's done. Was Enchanted before or after? Enchanted was 2008. So it was around the same time. It was around the same time. Um, and then Brittany Snow has, you know, since done the Pitch Perfect movies. Um, Elijah, Elijah. I want to do an episode. I want to do an episode where we discuss Pitch Perfect because I have recently re like ignited my love for the Pitch Perfect franchise. Yeah. And I want to do an episode where I just gush about Pitch Perfect. <laughs> um, Elijah Kelly. I didn't know if- Don't I didn't even get me him. started. He was so Don't good. Also, he was the Tin Man in The Wiz Live. He was fantastic. He was amazing. Let me tell you. So when I was a child, I obviously I loved Zac Efron. I was so excited about Link. I was like so into Link as a kid. But every time Seaweed would come on- His voice- my little like seven, eight-year-old self would melt. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely melt over seaweed. I still melt over seaweed every single time. Like every time I listen, like I watch FRM Sykes and Ain't Too Proud like stuff, I'm like, <laughs> yes. yes, because he was such a good seaweed too. Like, oh my God, amazing. And then of course, Amanda Bynes as Penny. My favorite casting choice, like out of everyone, I think that was my absolute favorite thing that ever happened. Also, like, unfortunately, it's one of the last things she's ever done. But like, what a legacy. It was truly like, I don't know if that's her legacy, but like, what a legacy. I know. She was so good. So good. Every time I think about Amanda Bynes, I just get like, sad. I get so sad. Because I adore Amanda Bynes. Me too. She was so good. I know. Like, she was also, like, such a huge part of our childhood. So. Absolutely. The Amanda Show, all that. Uh, what a Girl Wants. What uh, a Girl Wants? What's the TV show she did with Jenny Garth? Uh, uh, what I Like About You. About You. It's on HBO Max. Fun I fact. Know, I, I found that out today. Um, anyway, the Hairspray movie, fantastically cast. It's God tier movie musical. It is. It is so good. It is so good. And now, like, I feel like my standards for movie musicals are so high. Like, modern movie musicals are so high because of Hairspray. Also, it even looks like the the like the style of it yes. is fantastic. Like, I don't think, and I think that a lot of movie musicals are really good, but I feel like they miss the whole like stage to screen adaptation situation like Les Mis I'm like oh this is beautiful this is Les Mis but Les Mis like moves songs around which is weird yeah I don't want to discuss that um but (laughs) but like at the same time when I'm watching the movie I'm like oh this is a good movie I'm not like this is a good musical you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like I'm watching musical I I can hear it like I can tell it's musical but it like doesn't look like a musical to me. Whereas Hairspray, it's so like bright and like, but it's also just like the type. It's also like dingy though in certain parts. Right, like it's just like, I don't like it genuinely, it gets the vibe of like the stage musical and like what you feel when you see the set of Hairspray and it like perfectly translates in the movie. I was wondering where they filmed it. They filmed it in Toronto. You know what's so funny? What? So my friend and I were talking today about Grease, the movie, which as we all know is like one of my favorite movies ever. 
um anything John Travolta does makes me happy <laughs> but Greece was like the majority of my childhood revolved around Greece um and we were talking about how she was listening to Colleen and Eric's podcast um Relax and she was like they were talking about like movie musicals and they were talking about Greece and she goes and I laughed because Colleen was like was Grease the movie first or the stage musical first? I was like, no, a lot of people don't realize that it was a stage musical first mm -hmm. because the movie is so much better. And I think that it's so rare that like a movie musical would be better than the stage version, but Grease did that. So did Chicago. Okay, thank you. I felt like, okay, I feel like I'm the only person that thinks that. So I'm very no. glad that no one agrees with me everyone i say that to is like if the queen latifah is in it it's better it's queen latifah richard gear are you kidding me it's Catherine so Zeta jones um and renee zelliger Zeta jones is so good t diggs the movie is so good and no one agrees with me on that. So I'm so grateful for you, Katie. Queen Latifah was nominated for an Oscar for that movie. I exactly. Mean, best picture. Exactly. It's so good. And I'm like, and the stage version is boring to me. I'm sorry, okay, but yes, it's boring. It is a little boring. Yeah. I love boring. Chicago so much. I really do. But the stage version is boring. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's because like, there's no set. <laughs> It's, it's just, it, but that's like, I feel like that's, that's part for the course with a Kander and Ebb musical. I mean, yeah, but like, I don't like, I even have the book, like I even have the libretto. Hold on. No, oh. but yeah, I definitely agree. Or I definitely think that the movie should be better. I read the libretto like fairly recently, like last year for the first time. And I was like, the movie's better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It just is. I'm sorry, but it is. I think if I had to like decide what was the okay, okay, let's let's talk about this. What musicals do we think the movie is better? Greece, Chicago. Um depending on the production hairspray. <laughs> Fair. Um, um because like I love a lot of I love a lot of the original Broadway cast, but I hate Matthew Morrison and I don't like Laura Bell Bundy. So like the original Broadway cast recording is hit or miss for me. And like, I've seen a lot of really great hairspray bootlegs that I think are better than the movie. But then I've also like seen a couple productions of hairspray that I think are worse. So <laughs> it's like, however, my high school did hairspray and it was amazing. It was very, very good because we were able to cast it correctly. So it was very good. Okay, I'm gonna pull up a list. Okay, Chicago, better. Better. rent mm. sometimes I like it more sometimes I don't I think it depends on I think it depends on the my mood yeah and also what you suffer because I saw the movie first and I loved I saw it the movie and then first. I think the movie is more digestible yeah I agree I agree um but I also like when I saw rent live I had a really bad experience. And so I think that that also plays a part into it. So like where I did see the movie first, I, like, I do have like a soft spot for the movie. I do really like the movie. Valid. Um, Into the Woods. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, think, think, I think the movie did a very good job. I think it was, a, I think it's a really good movie. However, both productions of Into the Woods that I have seen blew me away. 
Well, and I think that's just because it's Stephen Sondheim, babe. Like, <laughs> I think it's just. I thought, okay, so the produ- the first production of Into the Woods I ever saw was the yeah. Fiasco Theater production that was touring a couple years ago. I'm going to say like seven, not seven. Maybe. No, I don't know. However many years ago. And it was so inventive because it felt very much like it was very bare bones, but it was also like mm-hmm. Rapunzel's hair was a mop. So it was like oh, using found objects and um, Milky White was a person. And oh. it was, it was very, very inventive. I wonder if I can like find any like press stuff. That's so I'll cute. It, to you. Like- it was very, very good. Um, I feel like Into the Woods is like just so campy in its own sense like just the musical itself is very campy and so I feel like you can do so many different things with it and make it like amazing and then the second production I saw was the Hollywood Bowl production which was amazing so good Tyler Ashton Sutton Foster Patina Miller um Sarah Boggess I wanted to see Jasper Patina Miller she was so good and like she was as Jack oh my god awesome that cast phenomenal I just Um, think that the I think it's another one of those where it's like depending on the production the movie can be better but the movie's also kind of like on par with them I think at the same time like because I love the movie because I love Emily Blunt I love Anna Kendrick I love um James obviously I love Chris Pine more than life itself (laughs) (laughs) you love love Meryl Streep you love James Corden no (laughs) how dare you how dare you Katie um I love uh what's the kid who's the kid that played Jack he was in uh Les Mis Daniel Huddlestone um he's great um like I just think that the majority of the cast other than you know the couple of men (laughs) that I'm not a big fan of um Millie Magnuson Billy Magnuson blew me away, Katie. I love him. And I think it's so funny. I said that I was watching like part of in, parts of Into the Woods the other day because parts of that movie are like comforting to me, like on the steps of the palace. Um, a lot of the scenes with like Rapunzel and her prince, and then like um agony obviously um <laughs> so I was like texting her I was like do you know what's really funny and she's like what and I was like I think it's so funny that like in any translation or any adaptation of Rapunzel her prince is a simp <laughs> like absolutely like he but that's my favorite thing is like I love that because I love Flynn Rider I love Rapunzel's prince and Into the Woods like I just think that they are the cutest most perfect men and I love how they're written and it just makes me really really happy (laughs) because they just want to like give everything to her like they're just like I want you to have the whole world yeah and I love it Um, but like Flynn Rider and the Rapunzel TV show art because he's not Flynn he's Eugene and I love it it's so cute highly recommend watching the TV show that's on it's all on Disney plus it's so good okay Jeremy Jordan's in it yeah. Contact. A um, lot of Broadway people are in it, actually. Yeah. Because Zach Levi, Eden Espinosa, yeah, they're all in it. Yeah, a lot of people in it. Um, okay. So Hairspray, we talked about. It's like, mm, it depends. But that movie, that movie but is. The movie is God tier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phantom of the Opera, never seen the stage show. So like, um, I haven't seen the stage show, but as someone who does not like Phantom of the Opera, um, it depends on the movie. 
Well, the Emmy Raver Gerard Butler one. Everyone hates that one, but I don't hate it. That's I don't the mind only it. one that I actually like am okay with. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, Les Mis. I think if you love Les Mis, you prefer the stage version. Um, because I personally, the only parts that I will go, like if I'm going to rewatch Les Mis the movie, I usually only watch like parts with like some of Anne Hathaway's parts, the Barricade Boys, and then like maybe a Hugh Jackman scene here or there. Like I'm like very, it's just like pieces and parts of it are amazing. Yeah. Like the parts with the Broadway actors are and like West End actors are amazing. So like Barricade I think the Boys. Casting, I think the casting, like especially casting Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bonham Carter as the Tardies, fantastic. I was like, mm, that's amazing. perfect casting. I and here's here's a little cons- here's not conspiracy controversy for you. I don't, I don't hate Russell Crowe's casting. All right, you know, okay. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I think he gave his all, and I think that that is what is important. Okay. I think more people need to respect the hustle. <laughs> Sweeney Todd, never seen either. Um. I'm not a big Johnny Depp person, so, but the movie is really good, um, but I'm not a big Johnny Depp person, so. Dreamgirls. I've only ever seen the movie. I have seen stage version at some point. I don't remember when it was. I don't remember where, but I think that they are on par. Yeah? Yeah. I think casting, like, Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce yeah. in that movie was great casting. And who was I'm the other one? Was it Nina person, I loved her in Dreamgirls. I loved her in Pink Panther. Have you seen the Pink Panther Wait, movie? who? Beyonce I don't yeah. love like I'm not a big Beyonce person but like I like Beyonce Panther, as an actress and Pink Panther and Dreamgirls yes absolutely I'm a Beyonce fan or Dreamgirl was it Anika Noni Rose part of me wants to say yes just because I love that and if I'm wrong make it happen yeah it was it was it was Nika. okay I was like I believe it is as I said um, it wasn't we need to redo the movie just okay. to have that okay um Mama Mia. I think they're on par with each other. I love them. I love them. I love, I love both the of them. Mama Mia movies. Love both of them. I think they are so much fun and they make me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> the casting is perfect. It is truly, I would say, one of the greatest films. I used to be like, oh, it's my guilty pleasure. My dad hates it. And I did, so I used to be like, it's one of my guilty pleasure. He, he mainly just hates Pierce Brosnan singing in it. How dare he? I understand where he's coming from. No, I get I it. Mind it. No, I get why he hates that. I yeah, get it. But I, I love the Mamma Mia movie. I think my favorite contradiction in Mamma Mia and the, like, Mamma Mia, here we go again, is, um, who is it that plays a young Sam in the second movie? I don't know. One of the he's guys. He's a great singer. Is. I think he's a great, no, that's Hugh Skinner. He's, um, Harry. Harry. Um, but the guy that played Sam, I think he's a great singer. I love his voice. I think it's beautiful. And then you have like old Sam played by Pierce Brosnan who cannot for the life of him carry a tune. You know what? I can't picture young Sam in my head. I need to figure out who this guy was. Please Google it, Katie, because that's embarrassing. I, Pierce Brosnan though, I love Pierce Brosnan so much that I am okay with the fact that he can't sing because I just skip over SOS. 
<laughs> That's such a good song. It's it sad. is, but I skip over it in the movie because I'm like, no, and Pierce Brosnan, get vocal lessons. Jeremy Irvine. He's cute. Why would he choose Irvine as a last name? Because that's not his first name. Well, his full name is Jeremy William Frederick Smith. Oh. And he goes by Jeremy Irvine. Why would he cho choose a random uh, government-started suburb of Southern California in Orange County? Because he's, isn't he British? Yes, everyone in that film is British. It's like from like- but I don't think he knows. I don't American. think he gave a shit that it was in California. Katie's brain is always like, West Coast, Best Coast. And I'm right. No, you're not. No, it's just, I swear to God, the city of Irvine, it started as like a government project, I think. It is very yeah. like sterile. If you see the movie Palm Springs. Yeah. There's like the J.K. Simmons character. He goes, I live in Irvine, the greatest place on earth. Yeah. I like, huh? That movie was so funny. The thing is, Irvine is beautiful, mm -hmm. but it does feel like, because I have to do some things at UCI sometimes. And I'm like, I I feel like I'm on a different planet sometimes. It feels so like manicured. Uh, it feels very like up kept. Like Pleasantville? Yes. Mm. Where to God. That makes sense. Um, I, but also, okay, so with Mamma Mia, I think it's also just one of those things where it was like, as a society, we've all just fell in love with Mamma Mia. Oh, I feel like it's very recent too, but I've loved it since 2000. I've loved it since it came out. Like I, like I, my, like I'm pretty sure all of us like went and saw it in theaters. Like, oh, was, I did. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure like my whole family, like, we all went, but like, I love it. Like I love that movie. I love both the movies. I didn't like the second one at first. I will say that though. Oh, I loved it. The first time I saw it, I was like, okay, I prefer the songs in this one. Like, I definitely think the music was like, like the song choices were better in the second one. Um, as much as I love all the songs, like I, it's not saying that I don't love all the songs in the first one. I love all the songs in both the movies, but I thought that that it like meshed better with the storyline almost in the second movie. Um, but the first time I saw it, I, I don't know what, I think it was just because I was tired or something. I was like, I feel like I can't keep track of what's happening. I don't know why I felt that way, but I did. And then I saw it like two days later again in theaters with my best friend. And I was like, I love everything about this. Like I was like so into it. I think I was just like tired the first time I saw it. There. Um, Newsies doesn't really count. Well, Newsies was- I don't count house. Newsies. Because yeah. New Beatles was reversed. It was a musical movie that became a stage show. And I love both. Yeah. Um, the Prom. I think The Prom movie was very well done. Yeah, we had nothing. We didn't really have a lot of bad things to say about The Prom movie because I had fun. Yeah, it was fun. And I it feel like good. that's the point. Like, you want to, you're supposed to have fun in that musical. Yeah. You're supposed um, to feel it, but you're also supposed to have fun. And I loved it. Grease, the movie. We choose the movie. As a society, everyone agrees with me on that. The movie is better. Yeah. Everyone um, agrees with that. Oh, here's here's the one that I'm I'm heated about. Rock of Ages. I hate the movie. Hate it. I don't understand. Like Mark Shane or Adam Shankman did such fantastic work on hairspray. And then he Adam goes and Shankman did such fantastic work in every other movie Rock he's done. 
I just don't understand why they completely changed the story. Not only that, they cast Tom freaking Cruise in a musical. He Fun fact, when I saw the Rock of Ages tour, he was at that performance. Like That's he, hilarious. He was at that performance. Was um, he embarrassed? Because he should have been. He was probably doing um, like research. <laughs> I hope so. But guess what? It didn't work. Um, I just think it's so funny that like everyone hates on Russell Crowe as Javert. No, he was fine. Oh, he was fine. Sorry, I thought you said Russell Brand as Lonnie. Oh, no. Russell Crowe Javert, I have no major beef with. I think he did his best. And I think as an actor, he was amazing. As a singer, that's another story. But why are we not, as a society, hating on Tom Cruise and Rock of Ages? Why are we not hating on most of the Rock of Ages cast? Because they were I don't not- mind the cast. I'm so upset with what they did with the story. Well, I'm upset with what they did with the story, but... They cast weird people. That's true. Weird people. Why are Alec Baldwin as weird? Dennis? What Why was that? Alec Baldwin and Tom Cruise in musical movies. What is that? I don't know. And I wish that as Mary J. Blige was the only redeeming factor. In absolutely that. correct. Absolutely correct. Because, and this is another thing that I have because. Like I said, I don't like Julianne Huff. I didn't like her. I think she ruined the 2011 Footloose. I didn't like that movie anyways, but I think she was the reason why. And then Rock of Ages, yuck, get out. Go be in a different movie that I hate. <laughs> Go be in a musical that I don't like. Get away from my favorite one. <laughs> I just, I it just bothers me so much that they completely screwed with the story like that's what bothers me the most they made it so bad and it's so funny because like a lot of people like they don't okay so like I I'm looking I'm sorry I'm looking at this poster which they did almost essentially exactly like this like who's who behind the do um thing they have Russell Brand rocker uh Tom Cruise, legend. I know exactly Catherine what you're talking Zeta about. Jones, Puritan. Julian Huff, dreamer. Alec Baldwin, I think. Let's see, that is boss man. Then they have Malin Acker. Is that how you say Wait, it? Is Alec Baldwin boss man? Is that what it says? Yes, it says boss. He's boss baby. <laughs> and then it says, I think, what's her name? Is her name Malin Ackerman? I have no idea. Um, she uh it says reporter i have no memory of her in this movie zero I'm gonna be this like paul giamatti saw... as manager i have no memory of him being in that movie he was in that apparently should we rewatch rock of ages we should rewatch rock of ages <laughs> and then like to cleanse ourselves i'll find us a nice bootleg okay <laughs> yeah yeah actually i think i have a rock of ages bootleg with Nick Cordero um and then they have a monkey as a hay man I don't remember this and then they have Mary J Blige as diva which is the only acceptable part of this I they don't even have the guy that played Drew on this poster I just character. as someone who wasn't like an outright Rock of Ages fan I was more of like a closet Rock of Ages fan I I just, I really wish that they had done better. 
Oh, so do I. It's just such a good musical. It's such a good musical. And it's the movie. It was was really cool. I will say this. It was really cool to like see it in Hollywood, like actually see it in Hollywood. Um considering that's where it's like based and I I really hope that the um like immersive production comes back the one that was starring Nick Cordero yeah um, and like Frankie Grande and all of them I really wanted to see that and I really hope that can come back I remember when they announced that I was like oh yeah exactly I was so excited like that just sounds so good yeah so if they a I would have given anything. If that comes movie. back and you come to LA sometime. It's going to feel weird. It's going to make me sad, but okay. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. Um, no, okay. It's going to make me sad. <laughs> What's the next one that's up? Um, okay. So Little Shop of Horrors. I like I think the they're on par. I like it. Yeah. I think it's, I'm not a big Little Shop fan though. So like, I think yeah. they're like, you know, I like them. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Moulin Rouge doesn't count because it was a movie musical that became a stage show. But both of them are amazing. Yeah. Guys and Dolls, I've never seen either. I I saw a production once, like, a long time ago. I don't remember anything from it. I just remember bops. (laughs) Guys and Dolls is not a good show, but it bops. Okay, here's one I want to get your opinion on. West Side Story. Okay, I would love to discuss this with you, Katie. So I had never seen it on stage until summer of 2019, which I think, okay, okay. The movie was like, is one of my favorite films to ever exist. I love the movie and I'm very excited for the remake aside from Ansel Gordon's Tony. I'm very, very excited about the new movie because literally everyone else in it is perfection as who they're cast as and I'm just very into it. I'm so excited. Um, And the original movie, yes, it is, you know, problematic in the casting, but it is still something that is so loved by so many people in the theater community that it is something that we've just kind of been like yeah but also it's beautiful and perfect (laughs) because it's like so good and I have this weird fascination with the colors in West Side Story like have you seen the movie yeah okay so like how beautifully colorized it all is and it's like because it's like it's very dim lighting for the majority of the film but the colors are very bright and they're very saturated. And I love that because it's also like one of the reasons I love La La Land so much, or I haven't seen it in ages. When I when it came out, I was obsessed with La La Land. And I think it was because I felt like the West Side Story influences in the movie because it's so bright and like colorful and just like very musical, like this is a musical. And West Side Story, the movie, I personally think is some it's one of those that can be on par but can also be better i don't think it'll ever depending be worse than do what depending on the production yeah but i don't think it'll ever be worse than a production i think okay. it'll either be on par or better because the production i saw was amazing it had like colton ryan as tony was one of the best things i've ever seen in my life i was thrilled that he was like my first like live tony I was so happy with that. Um, I think that the new revival of West Side Story is a joke and I don't want to discuss that. So 
but every other production based on like the, like compared to the movie i think it's on par or better than productions okay so yeah that was like a um, long-winded answer but that's, you know. yeah i mean yeah it was okay um i feel like that's where we should like wrap it Is up it all of them no absolutely not okay like, i was like gotta save some for another time I was like, I have a whole binder of musical movies, Katie. No, yeah, I mean, there's still, there's still, um, like, last we do an episode? Should we just do an episode on, like, golden age musical movies? Sure. You know what? We should do that around when Schmigadoon comes out. Well, the episode before Schmigadoon, we're going to watch Brigadoon and mm-hmm. discuss it. Because I've never seen Brigadoon. Neither have I. I've never seen it or heard it. I only know that I only know like a couple of songs from it but yeah like there's still like Bye Bye Birdie, Kiss Me Kate, um, Jersey Boys, King and I, um, My Fair Lady, Evita, Hello Dolly. A lot of them are very much golden age. Sound of Music, Fiddler, like there's a lot we still didn't touch. The Producers we yeah. didn't touch, so, uh, Funny Girl we didn't touch. So like yeah we can do a whole thing on those. We're gonna have a whole episode centered around Schmigadoon. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. All right. But let's wrap this up. Yes. So where can people find us online? As they say in Hairspray, let's wrap this mother up. It's time to wrap this mother up. Okay. Where can people find us, Jill? On Instagram and TikTok at Thoughts Shared Podcast. And I am at It's Jill Hayes on all social media platforms. And if you want to follow me, hi, I'm Katie. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Complete Katie or on TikTok at Katie Fornia. Always a fun time over there. But yeah. All right. Well, talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.